What happens when four DMs who never get a chance to play become friends? Well, they all take turns DMing for each other in their own stories. Cameron from the Coventry Podcast, Rich and Cam from Filling in the Gaps, and the one and only Adam from the Roaring Trainers have joined forces to start the DM's Treehouse. Join us up in the Treehouse for Poker World, a game run by Adam where the players play as Pokemon, The West, a game run by Cam, which is a cowboy-style game set in an alternate timeline world, The Ascent, a traditional D&D game run by myself, Rich, and Heritage, a teenage superhero game run by Cameron that will make you feel like never before. At the end of the day, we're four great friends and great DMs having a good time, and we hope you guys will too. You can join us up in the treehouse by finding us on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts by searching The DM's Treehouse. I smell a rat, and her name is Octavia, and she is on a mission to infiltrate the enemy camp along the road to Elystria. What will she find there? Will the enemy find her? Or will the whole thing devolve into a game of hide and squeak? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Woo! Woo! So I was thinking about... Congratulations. <laughs> it is a dangerous pastime. <laughs> um, so if medium creatures are always like five by five, how does that work with height stuff? Is everyone just five feet it's tall? It's generally. And so if you're a tiny creature, how big are you? Are you like two and a half by two and a half? Tiny. Yeah, generally. Thinking of how many velociraptors I could squish into a square. Well, small would be... Oh, I totally about forgot half. about small. So tiny fits within like less than a foot cube, oh, basically. That's adorable. <laughs> Just since the last episode, I was looking at all of the dinosaur stats um and looking at how packs of velociraptors are tiny I was just thinking of a pack of them in combat type of thing so it goes what tiny small medium large large huge huge gargantuan is there something in between huge and gargantuan probably venti no reaction <laughs> sorry i was act- i was trying to think of the actual answer <laughs> and i was about to look it up in the book but it's not really Relevant. That's salient right now. <laughs> Huge, giant. Is giant a, a size or a? I didn't think giant was the size. Maybe it is. No wait. What if you just went to Starbucks and you're like, "I'd like a gargantuan latte, please." I don't even know what they would do. As far as like 
incongruous collaborations would go a D&D Starbucks for like the 50th anniversary like a D&D Starbucks collaboration where there's just like a bunch of different like monster frappuccinos and they change all of their sizes to be like I would like a tiny little you know mind flare frappuccino please and it's like purple and it has some weird flavor and it changes color as it goes from colder to warm probably be pretty fun it'd be fun they should do that it would definitely expand both Starbucks's and you know, wizard's reach. I found it. Nope, yep, tiny, small, large, huge, gargantuan. And is gargantuan the biggest? Yep. And gargantuan's how big? 20 by 20, or bigger. So, okay, so, because it could just be, because this aren't like Tarasks, like, literally just, like, humongous? Yeah. So they would be, they would be considered gargantuan, but they could actually be a much, much bigger. Because if I can, tur- if I turn into a brontosaurus... I would be gargantuan. You would be, but you can't do I that. I cannot do that. Until level like 15. Yeah, it will be a fur piece from It now. would be a while. Well, anyway, this is the first episode of 2020, which is what I hope all of my dice roll. Happy 2020! Let us know if you open an optometrist. I guess, no, this isn't our first episode of 2020. We released one on the first. It's our first recording of okay, 2020. there we go, there we go. But New Year's Day doesn't count. Really? D- nope. <laughs> it is it is part of that weird like in between christmas and new year's day time where it's like what day of the week is it i've slept a lot and stayed up really late and i'm not doing normal human stuff anymore and it is just this kind of like weird type of amorphous like blob of time mm-hmm. so again i that that's what all of my dice are gonna roll i hope that all they of them don't. all the time <laughs> Even your D6s. Got some new ones that we'll be we'll be playing with here in the mm-hmm. next few weeks. So that should be fun. They mm-hmm. will prove themselves to me or be exiled to the bag. <laughs> the depths of the dice bag. The depths of the bag. We both we did both get new dice. So we both have new dice. I know. I'm excited to see how mine roll. All of my dice are either orange or like blue green in hue. So I've got a nice like fire and ice hot and cold mm-hmm. theme going here ironically my orange, orange crush and mountain dew dice <laughs> fanta and mountain dew yeah <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble there mountain dew isn't as intimidating as orange crush that's true i mean it has the word crush in it mountain dew does not i can't think of any other green pops so yeah, I mean, most of them are clear. They just come in green bottles, except for Mountain Dew, which is legitimately green. Yeah, that's why I was thinking explicitly Mountain Dew. Or isn't well, there they're the, more um, blue-green. That's true. Okay, well, it could be Baja Blast then. I do like me some Baja Blast. Hard, the hard-to-find reward Unless you're of at your a Taco quests. Bell. Exactly. That's not a bad name for a set. Baja Blast? Baja oh. Blast. That's pretty good. I don't have any that are really quite that color though it's a very unique shade of blue it is it's kind of like an electric blue and i don't have any dice that are quite that color are you wanting to reach to branch out into other colors or are you kind of content with the the tracks that you're going in kind of like the themes i've got Mm -hmm. going here i mean i will never say no to new dice but i like my my sets right now but yeah i got what three new sets you did get three new I have sets, yeah. Three whole brand new sets, mm-hmm. so we'll see how they do for me. Mm-hmm. And I have two new sets. Mm-hmm. So nothing but twenties. Mm-hmm. It's the year of the twenty, twenty twenty. Oh so, man. 
I feel like I will still gonna be critting left and right. Roll ones. We'll see. We'll see. Knowing my luck. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, bless us, twenty twenty gods, with crits of the good kind. Or just me. I'll take them. No, give them to me. I'll take them. No, me please. Your orange crush do roll really well. Darn so right they do. Yeah. My test rolls with the other ones have gone well. Oh, that didn't. Mmm. Jinxed it. I did. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> my plea was heard! Well, I'm getting all my low rolls no. out now. So they'll they'll be rolling hot for me in just a little bit. Let's don't see you, if one of those above a 10. Don't you worry. I'm, I am excited nope. for them. <laughs> That's okay. None of my, like, six rolls were either. So we'll, uh, start, we'll start it off hot. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Lower the expectations. They have the... to get to know us first, yeah. and then they will perform admirably. <laughs> so I'm not worried. Be better. I'm not worried. I've always got my OG sets to go back on that. I always don't roll fail fire me for you. Uh, that was on a 19, but it flipped to a nine. Mm. Well, hey, I usually think if I roll as high as a nine, that's pretty good. So you'll, you'll I'll come get back there. You'll somehow. get there. Feel like it's been a long dry streak, You'll my love. Get there. Mm. You could just last against the bullywugs, didn't you? That's true. Yeah. Carhoon did, yeah. Carhoon did. Mm-hmm. He's, he's part of you. Yeah, that's true. It is. And, and with you're him, a caster anyway, so true. he's naturally going to roll more crits. And since he crits 19 to 20, that's. And has two attacks. And has two attacks. So that makes me all of the more op- times and options to crit. <laughs> Send in your crit cards. Well. If you're ready, I'm ready. I am ready. So when we had last left off at the end of last episode, technically the first episode of 2020, but this is the spiritual first episode of 2020. I really just don't agree with that at all. It was because... We sang in the last episode. Yeah, but that was we more for like New Year's gave... Eve. You don't sing on New Year's Day. You sing on New Year's no, Eve. You sing on New Year's Day after midnight, you blockhead. Nah. Like... Until you go to sleep and wake up, it's not technically the New Year. <laughs> so you've taken a long rest in the New Year. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like when you level up and you have to take a long rest. Like so even you if it passes midnight, like technically the calendar is shifted, but it's still part well, of the same day the you were away. It's a calendar shifting otherwise we could just celebrate a new year arbitrarily like today no but i'm saying even though technically it's the new year it's still part of the day that was the the old year 2019 and so the new year starts after you've slept and woken up and if you just pull an all-nighter then you're still in the previous year and you need to go to sleep so I guess once the sun comes up, I'll say that. Once the sun comes okay. up, then it's technically the next be day. Like, if I just never go to sleep and I have an exam on a day, will it just like never come? No, it'll technically come, but it won't spiritually come. <laughs> I do when not the, agree with the you. sun comes up, that is the start. That is the dawning of the new era, the new year, the new day. No. Nobody feels like, okay, fine. I I know what I mean. I know what I feel. I know what I feel, and no one can take that from me. It was last episode. We didn't. We also we're recording this in the new year. We didn't then. You're specifically saying this is the first episode. You should be clarifying that it's the first recording session. It's both to me. Now let's move on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let me have this. Goodness gracious! It's such a small thing. 
when we last left off in 2019, which is when we played it. I'm not saying a word. Yeah, you don't have to. It's in your face. It's in your face. When we last left off, you, with Carhoon, Tempest, and Herder, had departed your boat and started making your way across the plains east toward the city of Elystria. As you had gone, you had uncovered the trampled path of what appears to be an army heading in the same direction and had begun to follow behind. As the night had fallen up ahead, you caught glimpse of a small camp as you were trying to circumvent it and take a wide berth so as to not just wander through the middle of it. You noticed a few things. Uh, you noticed some figurey creatures roaming around. You noticed that the there was one imposing figure that was unmistakably a minotaur. The other ones you weren't quite sure, but they looked generally humanoid. Generally, you know, five, six feet tall. And you noticed that there were some... Uh, a shrine or altar of some kind behind the fire pit in this camp. There had been some discussion of whether or not to investigate further, but you had decided that you were curious, and so you wild-shaped into a rat and scuttled off through the tall grass to investigate the camp some more. So, this is where we rejoin the adventure. You... In rat form, tiny little rat scuttling slowly through this terrain, the blades of grass brushing against your furry rodent sides, approach this camp. Let me describe it briefly, and then you can decide what exactly you do. It is a camp, the centerpiece being the fire pit around which are three tents, two of them larger that look like they could accommodate anywhere from maybe five to ten creatures, depending on how squashed they are, and then one smaller tent, which is probably belonging to the uh, the, the commander or leader of this campsite. Sitting over top of the fire is a spit with some sort of animal roasting over top of it. Around it are, from what you can see, three creatures sort of jibber jabbing to each other and conversing and the minotaur with a large axe slung on its back is wandering around as well and then behind that is you can make out there there it's one sort of structure but it's designated into two separate shrines what does rat tavia do so the grasses are kind of tall enough that i'm not very seen right you are a rat, so yeah, you're you're pretty well hidden. And it's night. It is night. Okay. Do rats have dark vision? I'm double checking that. I do believe they do. Yes. Okay. So they you can see do. pretty well. And I mean, there is a fire casting flickering yeah. light across these shapes. Okay. Well, I have tiny little legs, and so I have, a, I have a very slow speed of only 20 feet. Um... I want to... So there are only those three tents. Three tents, yes. So a relatively small, not a whole, like, battalion type of thing. Yep. Okay, Uh, her her main curiosity really is this shrine thing, because up until now, I don't think we'd really gotten intel that any of these armies, like, were worshipping things. Like, we knew that Krag was gathering them and everything, and Karasis mentioned that 
you know, there has to be something beyond just Crag's charisma that's gathering all these forces. So this would be some really important new information. So she's going to scuttle up, trying to be as stealthy as possible um, and kind of skirt around the tents and stay under the blades of grass and just try to see as much of the shrine as possible. Okay. First roll a stealth check. And then roll a perception check. That is a five for stealth. Somehow rats do not have any bonus to that. I mean, they're kind of bloppy. They're kind of bloppy. I love rats. They're not like squirrels or rabbits. Yeah. But I feel like they're almost more dexterous than rabbits because they can like climb things. You wouldn't see a rabbit like climbing a tree. Well, regardless, I rolled a five and I have no modifier. So five. Okay. And then perception, you said? Mm-hmm. This would not be relying on smell, would it? No. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. So you scuttle up between the tents and you try to stay confined to the grasses as as much as you can. You're not super quiet and there is some... You do cause some of the grasses to rustle and, like, shake. And mm-hmm. you notice some of the creatures around the... Uh, the campfire they sort of glance back in your general direction but they don't get up at this point quite yet okay but they do sort of notice some disturbance back there do they see me or am i still like covered by the grass you're still covered at this point okay you see with a 12 perception jack you see two shrines one of the shrines There's a small figurine atop of it, which seems to be made of some sort of stone. It's matte, not reflecting any light. And generally, it looks like some sort of sphere uh, with maybe some more intricate features you can't quite make out from this distance. The other statuette is sort of reflecting the light, and it's made out of a, a smoother red stone. Okay. And it's in more of a serpentine esque shape than just a blob as you are observing the minotaur walks over to the fire pit Mm -hmm. and the some of the creatures around it are haggling and interacting with with this minotaur as it walks over and it uh, reaches down to the spit and and takes a like a haunch off of the body Mm -hmm. and walks over to the shrine and places it atop it and says some words that you probably don't understand. What languages do you speak? Uh, Druidic, Celestial, and Elvish in common. Okay, and you, you don't understand any of these words, uh, but it, it speaks something, sounds maybe sort of like a prayer or something, and then uh, leaves the haunch on the shrine, turns around, and gestures to the rest of them, who then start devouring the creature atop this spit. Okay. So the, the, the blob-like figure the blob like thing is it like a humanoid blob no it's a sphere sphere okay it's a sphere with some other features but you can't quite make it out from this distance in the dim firelight um and and you said that that one was matte and what color was that just a normal stone stone, but the serpentine one that is actually like red it's a red polished okay um can i do an intelligence some sort of intelligence check to try to just identify the language that they spoke you know that the creatures around the fire were speaking goblin. 
Oh, okay. And the uh, what the, the prayer was specifically the prayer. Yeah, roll a history. We'll say first crit fail of the year. Ooh, starting off strong. Yeah, you don't know. It's not okay. anything you would have probably come across. What do you do? You could try to move forward to get some more detail. You could leave with what you have. You could investigate the tents. The camp is your oyster. Can I do an it? Is it insight to try to decipher more? Like, if I recall anything about a religion, or I guess maybe a religion check to be like, this guy obviously just, you know, consecrated this this haunch to these things. Do I know of any religion? Without seeing, I mean, it's not like a obscure practice lots of things are you know it's not uncommon for various religions to offer sacrifices or offerings to deities and things like that so until you get a more clear look at the shrines uh, you can't really glean anything else from that okay um but as i'm closer and i see the minotaur could i deduce that they're like a captain you don't know what the ranking system within the dragon blood armies are it's in charge. It is in charge? Yeah. Okay. Um, right, I didn't mean, necessarily mean like an actual captain, but it would have the probably captain's tent yes. type of thing. That's and, what you would guess. Okay. So seeing that the Minotaur is out by the fire and thus probably not occupying their tent, Octavia is going to try to scuttle over to that main tent and see if she can. Well, she's going to lean her little rat ear up to it and her little rat nose and see if it's occupied and then if it isn't she's going to try to um wiggle underneath the tent okay roll a perception check would this be relying on smell to see if it's occupied no (laughs) please no (laughs) okay trying a new dice here Two. Oh man, hey, you're improving. <clears throat> I doubled my last You've roll. You doubled your previous roll, so that's not bad. Trending in the right direction. <laughs> Exponentially increasing. <laughs> oh, this is great. So great. two. Two. Okay, two. Oh yeah. wait, well, perception is wisdom. Wisdom. Oh no. Three. <laughs> Nine. Nine. No, no, no. Eight. Is that your final answer? Eight is my final answer. Obviously, oh. I'm superb at my math skills. Okay, eight. Yeah, no, you, you don't know. But you can wriggle under there if you'd like. I will do so. Okay. You wriggle under into this tent, and it is empty. There is a bedroll, relatively comfortable looking. Okay. Not like It's not a full bed. It's more of a cot, more I would cot. say. Okay. But it's not like on the ground, so that would be a is higher it, station. Yeah, it's not, it's not just like a piece of fur lying mm-hmm. on the ground it's it's a little cot that's set up that's pretty big and hefty because that minotaur is also pretty big and hefty oh, yeah. um there's a like a stool that's basically being used as a nightstand and there's like a little a little dagger on there and some you know maybe some knickknacks but it's okay. relatively sparse are there any bags or like is there a table there's probably like a mirror it's a very, very it's, vain minotaur. It's very... <laughs> gotta, sh- <laughs> gotta sharpen those look horns. At, look at my beautiful horns! Yeah, there's there's really not a ton in here in terms of... Uh, personal effects. Personal items, yeah. It's very stark, very functional. There's a bed, there's, like, yeah, a little stool that 
some items are placed on and there's, you know, some, I guess they have hooves, so there's not really socks and shoes. <laughs> Shoe, uh, hoof polish. Yeah, there's, there's some personal grooming items. Horn polish, hoof polish, okay. a, a comb made out of like bone or something, whetstone to sharpen the axe, but okay, no like so, diary. No, no convenient diary. No convenient diary, no convenient, our plans are this. Okay. And even nothing to s- indicate like where the Minotaur would be from? Probably not. Okay. Was there an area of the, of Moir that a lot of these creatures like lived in or were they just kind of scattered around all over okay some i mean certain creatures came from certain specific regions but in general the whole army is from all over the place okay can i do just another perception check to see if anything is like hidden in the bed or i mean i'm just kind of being around standing around and seeing if anything is unveiled to the naked eye but sure uh, much better. Uh, 24? 24 perception. <laughs> okay. You find a pouch with 100 gold pieces in it. Oh, my gosh. I rolled a D100 and got 100. Nice. So you you find that. But and I'm a rat. But you are a rat. That's true. <laughs> you could probably drag it along with you. The pouch is probably about your loud. size. Yeah. You might be able to get away with it. But you find a pouch that you paw through and you're like oh there's probably about a hundred gold pieces in here <laughs> and then yeah i'll say you find like a, a nice neat little envelope that looks like it's been pawed through a couple times with writing in common but it just seems to indicate that the orders for this section are a sort of a rear guard outpost for anything that might be coming up the trail okay so they to, to fight off or alert the army that went ahead of okay. anything that might be encroaching on them okay so they're staying here they're not camping out on their way somewhere they're kind of hunkered down here it's a little outpost okay i want to take that gold so bad but also i'm needing to be stealthy ish i mean you are a rat you could you could probably grab the little pouch well i was gonna say my pocket and then rewild shape you could do that. <laughs> I could. That is within the rules that that is totally possible. You could, uh, as a rat, I will say you could drag it um, away. Okay. Well, it would be possible. I'm get- She's gonna leave it for now. Okay. Um. After she's gonna read the, the read the letter, um, commit that to memory, begrudgingly leave the coin because also she doesn't want to raise alarm. So like, if then the Minotaur finds out that all his money's gone. You know, they're going to start fighting. All sort of stuff is going to break out. So I'm just wanting to be as low profile as possible. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so you said that these other tents could fit a bunch of people, right? Up to like 10 if they squished? Five to 10 if they were really squished. Okay. Octavia's going to um, scurry out of the tent again, kind of not going through the flap. But going in between the ground and, you know, the edge of the canvas type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to skirt around um, around the camp again and try to come up to the shrine from a different angle to see if she can get another look at it. Okay. But still, you know, like staying kind of behind the tents, like not in full view. Mm-hmm. Roll another stealth check to see how far forward you can get and then roll. Well, I'll... See how this goes first. See how this goes first, yeah. 
A six. Six. So I'll give you a choice. You can either stay back and roll your perception check and the DC will be a little bit higher. Or you can go farther forward and it'll be an easier perception check, but you're probably going to get spotted. Or I could spend a luck point and just re-roll myself. You could do that. Which I'm going to do. Okay. Natural one. Natural one. I think I can choose what roll I use. 18. 18. Okay. That is much better. So you can much get better. farther up. Okay. So you're maybe, you know, right behind this line of logs that these creatures are sitting on. And at this point, you can recognize that these are bugbears. Oh, okay. Big, furry, goblinoid creatures. Okay. They're each... You know, have a, a giant morning star mm-hmm. that's leaning up on the log, and they're all uh, relatively consumed with consuming whatever creature yum, was yum, yum, on yum. the spit above the fire. Okay. So they're all just <laughs> nomming away. Classic Ren Fair turkey like thing. Uh, yep, basically. <laughs> uh, and the, the Minotaur is sitting sort of across from them in between you and the, the sh- in between the fire and the shrine on the opposite okay. side of all of these bugbears and is similarly numb and chewing down on a big old piece of meat. Okay. So roll your perception check. Already? Got any more luck? I do. How much more luck? Two. What'd you roll? A two. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to use another one. Fourteen. That's good, because if you had been further back, that probably wouldn't have worked. But now that you are close enough... You make out that the stone structure is a statue that looks like almost like a globe, but you recognize that it is the carving of a large eye, like an eyeball. Oh, eyeball. And uh, you can see it's got like a carving of a dagger running through it. And then the other statue made of a red shiny stone looks like it's carved generally in the shape of some sort of dragon okay and now that i'm closer can i do some sort of religion check or Mm -hmm. do i use the same die do i keep switching constant question 13 13 religion Mm -hmm. you get the sense that the dragon made out of red stone is probably some sort of reference to the red dragon that makes sense that yeah i guess it's more the eye dagger thing yes uh the eye dagger you recognize that that is the symbol of one of the arch devils oh shoot specifically czar nathan the lord of violence yikesy bikesy what okay um sorry what was their name again czar z-a-r space N-E-I-V-O-N, Navon. Okay. And he's the very, the archdevil of violence. The Lord of Violence. Um, would Octavia just, from her being a, an inhabitant of Moir, like, what would she, or she know, of, like, you know, what would she know of this archdevil of its influence on the surface? Like Bad juju. <laughs> yes, I think Not she Not a nice individual. I think she can pick that up. But. Relishes in... Wanton violence and bloodshed. Like, is it common for them to have an influence on the surface? Like, 
is it was it part of the lore of prejudgment that the dragons worked with the archdevils or well you know that the dragons were plunging into some pretty dark stuff to try to become akin to the gods right so the them teaming up with the archdevils is not out of the realm of possibility oh, dang. and how many archdevils are there again three in this setting in Moir. Right, right, right. and this is the first time that she had seen kind of the archdevil imagery um being openly like in association with the with, yes with the dragon black clan yeah because they're so now that she's putting these two and two together um are they on is the dragon and the archdevil seeming to be on equal footing in the shrine or is one seeming to be you know in greater prominence than the other mm, not really they're generally the same okay uh, no if, one's not higher or bigger or mm, fancier no. i mean the the dragon statue is made of a nicer material mm -hmm. but but beyond that okay i feel like the archdevil of violence would actually probably prefer a rougher hewn like you know kind of almost a more violent type of hewing anyway type of thing what do you do three bugbears chomping down some getting finished up gnawing on the bones and throwing them into the fire they're crackling and popping um, as she goes, she's going to backtrack and go towards the bigger two tents. Um, and she's going to put an ear up next to them to try to guess how many creatures are in each tent, just to kind of get a rough count of how many creatures would be in this outpost in total. Type of Roll thing. a perception check. 17. 17. Um, and if it's relying on smell, I can not. get advantage. I can't smell all the, you know, smelly, sweaty bugbears in there. I am a critter, like... You can smell that there are bugbears. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm sure the odor is overpowered. But yeah, you're not like, hmm, this smells like exactly 14 bugbears. <laughs> uh, you... Somalier of bugbear numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this bugbear came from this region of my air. A nice vintage. <laughs> They're exactly 13 years old. Um, Sorry, what are your old... 17 17 uh you can hear inside the sounds of very faint breathing like okay. sleeping creatures yeah. so it's hard to get a count but more than three more than three more but than three fewer than but fewer than 10 okay so three to ten three to ten it's like if you put your ear up to a dorm room and you were trying to guess how many people were sleeping inside that's hard to do Right, but also Gwyneth isn't a, you know, person with, like, supernatural powers. and Those supernatural powers aren't, like... Again, <laughs> <laughs> she's not the bugbear Somalia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, she's been on, you know, she's more accustomed to some more rugged that's lifestyle than it's us. A, it's an incredibly difficult thing that's to tell true. just from okay. hearing in the night with crickets and chirping and the fire crackling and bugbears <laughs> grumbling in the background. It's very, it's that's difficult. True. That's true. That is true. Can she uh, burrow her tiny little head in and just poke her eyeballs around? Sure. She doesn't want to put her whole body in, just like poke her head in. Sure. You poke your head in. What do I see? To one of the tents. You see rows of sleeping, like, mats, furs, and, <laughs> and whatnot. And uh, three to tents now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this one, you see six total 
mats, and three of them are occupied with sleeping creatures that you would guess to be bugbears. Perfect. And then she's going to skedaddle out of that one and poke her wee little rat head out and check out the other big tent and see how many sleeping mats it has mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Roll me just another stealth check mm-hmm. for all of this commotion. Three. Okay. I'm uh, the least stealthy rat in all of Moir. Yeah, you unpoke your head and you feel like you make some wrinkling, fabric-y noises. I make a big pop like a champagne <laughs> bottle being uncorked when my head pops back out. And uh, one of the bugbears around the fire looks back as you're scuttling to the other tent and, you know, sees this rat running around. So he picks up a rock and is going to oh, chuck it at no. you. <laughs> oh, no. I have one hit point. So we'll see what happens. Is he making like an attack an, against me? Yeah, it's okay. going to be an improvised weapon because this bugbear is not proficient in rock. Um, so that would be a thirteen. I'm going to spend a luck point against you, and you have and to re-roll, re-roll, that. re-roll that. Okay. <laughs> Let me use one of my new die for the re-roll. Oh no! This is a die that you bought for me. I so. know. Why did I do this? Oh, out of the box. You're lucky because that was a fourteen. Uh-oh. Same thing. So the choices are a 13 or a 16. Okay. I, it doesn't matter which I pick at all. So you get hit by a rock. We'll see how I want to play this because the, the bugbear is not necessarily trying to kill you with this rock. I have one hit point. I know. <laughs> but like if I, if I saw a rat and I threw a rock at that rat, would it actually kill the rat if it hit? Because the goal is basically to just like, hey, there's a rat, throw something at it so it'll run away. Well, maybe he wasn't rolling an attack against me then. Maybe he was just trying to scare me away. Well, he was, but he hit you. Well, I mean, it's different if you're throwing a rock at a rat specifically to hit it and hurt the rat or just to be like, get out of here, rat. Well, it's both. He's trying to sc- He was trying to scare you away, so he wasn't like throwing to kill, but he was definitely aiming at you trying to hit you. What are, what are the rats hit die? It's what, 1d4 plus nothing? It's 1d4 negative 1. 1d4 minus 1. So you could have a maximum of 3 hit points. Correct. Let's do it this way. Why don't you... (laughs) Roll your hit points. Okay. And I will roll the damage, and we'll see how it goes from there. (laughs) It's not even going to matter, because I'm going to roll a 1. We'll see. You could roll a 4 or a 3 or something. I rolled two, two, so one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So then, yep, we're gonna we're gonna do this. <laughs> oh my word! It's going down. The rock hits you. Well, how can they see me if the grass is tall? They should just be seeing the grass moving. The grass is like outside of the perimeter of the camp. It's all been tramped down in the inside. You are crawling through the grass to get up to the camp. Now that you are rushing, like from tent to tent. But I'm rushing on the outskirts from you tent rolled to tent. A, like three on your I stealth. Know. Trying to argue my way out of it. I know. Way. You're going to take a point of damage. I'm down to zero. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is great. This is what no, D- this is not great. This is what D&D is all about. <laughs> you take a point of damage, which uh, destroys your rat form. So you spring. The, the rat just like poofs. And out of the poof of magic comes yourself we're gonna roll initiative okay (laughs) and we're gonna see what happens from there octavia rolls a 10 okay so you're going to go 
before the bugbears, but after the minotaur. But I think we're going to okay. do a surprise round here because this is surprising. So I'm going to say everyone except the bugbear who threw the rock in and you mm-hmm. are surprised. Okay, so you're going to go first in this surprise round, which technically isn't a surprise round. Surprise is weird. So, if you are surprised, you cannot move or take an action on your first turn of the combat, and you can't take a reaction until that turn ends. A member of the group can be surprised even if the other members aren't. So, yeah, basically, everyone who is surprised can't move. Doesn't take an action or reactions. Okay. So basically, it's me and the bugbear who are, like, aware of each other. Yep. So you are first. Okay. So. I'm going to wild shape into a weasel. Okay. And I'm going to use my action to stealthily dash away. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone else is not going to speak. He's going to be like, did you see the person? And they're all going to be like, Jerry, what did you eat? Told you not to eat so much, Jerry. Okay, so you pop up. You wild shape back into a weasel. Yes. And then you move and dash. Correct. Okay, roll a stealth check to avoid alerting the rest of the camp. 19. 19. Okay, so only the bugbear who threw the rock is aware of you at this point. So you can scuttle how far away? 60 feet. 60 feet into the grasses. Yep, you dash, disappear into the tall grasses. Uh, You hear behind you the shouts of uh, this bugbear who stands up on his feet and is yelling things in goblin. Um, the, The other two bugbears around the camp look, and the minotaur, you can hear it clomping over on its big hoofs, and there's some words exchanged. Okay. And we're going to see how persuasive this bugbear is. <laughs> oh, my God. Versus the Minotaur's well, he wisdom. Only, he also would have only seen me for, like, I mean, I don't, you know, if a full round is six seconds, I don't know how many seconds it would have taken me to pop out of rat form right. into Octavia and then back down, like... So, the bugbear has a minus one to charisma. <laughs> and it is going to roll against the wisdom of the minotaur, which is a plus three. Oh, okay. Oh, I think we'll say that that sounds fair. Or maybe we'll do, like, passive wisdom. So, like, a 13. 13's a good DC. Okay, so the bugbear is trying to beat a 13 with a minus one. You hear this argument going on. And... Natural one. Oh, yes! Woo! <laughs> so you hear the Minotaur just, like, <laughs> shouting down this bugbird. Someone to, like, punch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably hear, like, a uh, like a thwap of, of a flesh, impacting flesh, and then there's just some silence, and you can hear the crackling of the fire as you scuttle off oh, into the my darkness. my word! <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Ooh, I got a little my palm sweaty palms time. Like yeah, that could have been that could have been not that good. Been really bad if I had rolled a lower initiative. They hadn't been surprised. Mm. That was really fun though. You winning initiative was very good. Yeah, that was key. All right, so you scuttle into the into the tall grasses, <laughs> leaving this camp behind. And yes. after a few moments of fevered. <laughs> 
<laughs> running on your stubby little weasel leg, ferret legs, weasel, weasel, weasel legs. Weasel's you so uh, come back into the clearing that uh, you find Tempest Herder and Carhoon all hunkered down on the side, and Carhoon looks and he's like, "I, I, she was a rat when she left. I don't know if this is her or not." Octavia <laughs> sort of like bends down and reaches a hand out to the weasel. He's like, "Is that you?" <laughs> <laughs> she'll like scuttle up his arm and then uh, jump off of his shoulder and as she's jumping off his shoulder and in the air she'll transform back into Octavia okay. <laughs> there was some there was some hubbub back there you everything work out okay Every, uh, God, praise Absalom everything who came out okay it was a razor's edge there for more than a second but I think I think oh, I think everything came out okay. Um, so so we should get we should definitely get going, especially uh, if the uh, inhabitants of that camp are still a little bit agitated. And I'll inform. Oh, oh. <coughs> inform everyone what I saw uh, uh, as we go along. Sounds good. Let's move out, and you all start wandering. Well, wandering with a purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. past this encampment jeez goodness that could have that could have been very bad for you that could have been really really bad i don't want to fight like 12 bugbears and a minotaur no 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 Mm-mm-mm. i don't want them to tell everyone that i'm here Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining poor jerry <laughs> poor bugbear jerry yeah <laughs> i swear boss she was right there <laughs> i saw it with my own eyes shut up jerry <laughs> Smack. <laughs> Poor Jerry. <laughs> oh, you're Jerry's going to come back as the, the big bad guy. Yeah. Overthrow crap. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my sense of dignity. Okay, so. I got relieved of my perception post. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you all scuttle past, and I'm assuming you share this information yes. with them. Yes, I will tell them everything that I had seen. Do you have any discussion about it, or are you informing? Oh, yeah, so um, so Octavia will tell everyone and be like, so th- uh, I remember that but while we were passing by, I remember we saw that we saw there was a weird shrine thing, um, and when I got closer, I was able to see that it seemed like a kind of dual shrine to the red dragon, you know, Ignorok, um, and then there was another being that they were seeming to kind of pseudo-worshipper or, or, or be holding in reverence and um it's one of the arch devils it was our what is it neven navon navon it was czar navon mm. so i mean I, I haven't seen kind of any uh symbology towards the arch devils so far uh, it seemed like it was it's mostly been crag as the one in charge but you know, maybe maybe Craig's forces are getting some help from uh, from somebody else now. Hmm. Interesting. I guess we'll have to see if it is an isolated incident, if it's just perhaps the conviction of this one camp or mm-hmm. commander, or if it's a trend in the army at large. Hmm. Regardless, once you start bringing devils into things, it's Never going to go well. No. For any party involved. Ex- yeah. The ones who are wanting to be with them or the ones who are against them. Hmm. 
So it seems like there were about uh, maybe 12 bugbears um, and a minotaur there too, um, but they're they're permanently posted there. They're like an outpost apparently. It seems like mm. some sort of rear guard to kind of take out traveling parties like us ca- coming across the road. Um, so that's something I feel like, you know, we can let Elystria know and everything. Mm. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what see what we can find out once we get to the city itself. Mm-hmm. All right. You should probably find a place to rest. I At am, least for a little while. I am feeling a little beat. Feeling a little, like a little lack of luck in my memory banks. So I think that they'll, you know, they'll travel for a little bit further through the night mm-hmm. and then try to find a, a more secluded spot to kind of hunker down during the day. Because um, how far out from Elystria are they at this point? Uh, you're still probably a day or two. So since yeah, since they're still kind of wanting to maintain that whole, you know, be as surreptitious as possible, so they'll travel a little bit more through the night, um, and then once the dawn breaks, they'll camp down in as hidden a spot as possible. Get down tonight. Okay. Uh, yeah, you make camp. Uh, you don't encounter any other camps or creatures uh throughout the rest of the night make your way make a a small camp probably no fire trying to stay stealthy and hidden and rest for the the minimum amount of time that you need which you take long i do take a long i need my you take so long to rest (laughs) and then you continue off so you continue, you wake up and break your camp as quickly as possible and press on throughout the next day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can we sleep through some of the day and travel more at night? Yeah, I mean, that's what, okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, and, we'll ke- and we'll keep using Pass Without a Trace. Sure. Uh, so you continue using that, traveling in the evenings and through the night and trying to rest through the day. After another day of travel, you begin to see on your horizon the LSR Forest mm. coming down from the north, and you know that... Uh, you're getting close, mm-hmm. and Tempest says, we, the, the elves, set up a border to uh, pr- protect, sort of as a, a first line of defense. Yeah, there's a, a natural choke point as the, the LSR comes down and the Coral Bay comes up from the south, so there's a, a narrow stretch of land that anyone would have to pass through unless they were going to circumvent the entire forest and go around the north, which is dangerous and time consuming Mm -hmm. Uh, so once we get past that we should be set and safe and we should be getting to that within the day i would expect okay sounds good do we need to have any sort of like identification is it is it manned by your people like yes they're gonna like let us through okay yes they they know us we're elves we'll be we'll be fine sounds good i have papers okay perfect and we haven't seen anything else of the army as we've been going along? I mean, you see evidence of where they may have stopped mm-hmm. to to rest briefly. Some, you know, ash pits of fires and made discarded bones from their food and, and things like that. And, you know, just the endless boot prints right, yeah. marching towards this city. But we haven't, like, caught up with them. We haven't caught up with okay. them. But as the next day is starting to come to an end... You have the LSR on your north that is bending down, and you begin to smell the salty air, and you can see from the south the distant reflection of the 
coral bay mm-hmm. from the south, and you know you're reaching this choke point. Traveling for a few more hours, they both converge, leaving a stretch maybe only a few hundred feet long. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she said, a very good natural choke point that sort of restrains any entrance uh, close to Illustria, uh, except by sea or traversing mm-hmm. the forest itself. And as you crest a particular rolling hill, you see before you, off in the distance, what you would guess to be this border that the elves had set up. Okay. You can see a wooden, you would guess because it's kind of brown, uh, palisade wall, tiny, minute little figures mm-hmm. wandering around on top. In front of it, there's about, you would guess, a few hundred feet of just nothing ground, no man's land. Mm-hmm. But then camped on the other side, stretching far and wide, is just rows and rows and rows of tents Mm -hmm. filled with bustling creatures that make up this war band. You see large, like, poles with this flag, a red flag with a white emblazoned teardrop with wings of fire coming off of it. You can hear war drums. You can hear the sound of gruff voices and hammering of metal and, you know, all of the sounds you would traditionally hear in an army. Mm. And as you crest this hill and take in this view, uh, Tempest sort of gasps a little bit and Herder just stands there with steely eyes, gazed outward and uh, Carhoon's there too. <laughs> Carhoon's there too. And Carhoon leans over to you and he says, Well, this complicates things a little bit, but I guess we would are expecting it. What's the play now? Stick it. The way I see it, we have a few options. We could try to go through them, which seems like suicide. Does- it could be possible. I mean, I know you have the. We have that boat. Or try to make our way. It's, it's been a long time waves, since I've been here, so we could try to as cut far through as the forest. The, the... Both of those present their own unique challenges that we can talk about further could... next episode. <laughs> she says, "Well, this is. I don't. I, I don't know what I was expecting. We saw the tracks, exactly. but this is a bit. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And you said hundreds of tents." Mm-hmm. Jeez. And how long has... It's an army. Yeah, man. Mm. Oh, okay. Shall I take us out, my love? Alrighty. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on or through email. It's me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com. Catch y'all next week. Testing charts and reach more people with our game and with our story and also makes us... You know, feel pretty great. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media. Our handle is at and a die podcast, and we're active on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you would like to have an impact on the world of Moir and on this game and story, please submit a critical card. It can be for a critical hit or a critical fail, and you can do that either through our website, me my spouse and a die.com, 